Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings, welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, Master Joe. Hello? You okay, buddy? <laughs> yes, I'm waiting for you to continue. Oh, <laughs> he is a conservative, natural-born listener. Is it April yet, though? I have to say you're strikingly handsome today. Saturday. Saturday, okay. So Just call me. It's too bad we're not on the air on April 1st, because that's a perfect thing to say on April Fool's Day. <laughs> You're so cute. Oh, my gosh. Aren't you wonderful? Um, let's see. I have right. al- I have referred to Joe with multiple four-letter words over the years, but the one he most is interested in, in comes from his grandchildren, who still look across the table before complaining about something and say... Baldy. Oh, no. That's <laughs> five sorry, letters. Papa. Jeez. <laughs> You are not participating in the show today. You're off. You're off the show. I'm off the. I'm off the rails like and, Donald Trump. And tomorrow, John Shipman's coming in, so we'll, we'll just start him a little bit early. All right. On the Marcus. Oh, I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe was. I'm right. like Whistler's mother in the kitchen, off her rocker. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. And we use the keyword OTM. One of our good emailers sent us a fabulous note. Uh, it's a little bit longer than some of the emails that we get. But it relates to gun control. And it re- or not to gun control. It relates to changes in gun laws that might make us safer. And uh, very thoughtful. And uh, it, it starts to maybe lament. The NRA repeated this week that we're not to the point where we need more gun regulation. You know, we haven't, I guess we haven't killed enough people. Or we just haven't, you know, we haven't ex- enforced all Gee, the laws we have. I wonder how they arrived have. at that conclusion. <laughs> well, I, I think they have a number. You know, like you have to shoot uh, 1,000 per week before that will be enough. And we're nowhere near that. You know, we are really only killing about 300 people per week. Well, so we're going to have to do better, right? Well, I to think... To get the NRA on board. You know, is. we're not enforcing all the guns laws that exist in the U.S. We're not... We haven't ramped up mental health, really, to speak of. I know we included teenagers in that uh, group of people who are... We can look a little bit more deeply into their background. And I'm not saying that's well, not going to Well, this woman was 28, help. so... Right, so, well, yeah. Not she, a teenager. She, she would have fallen through that particular crack anyway. Well, she had received some mental health counseling, but apparently never was hospitalized, at least against her will, and then uh, so she wouldn't have been adjudicated uh, mentally defective, the form used to say. I think that's what it still says. Mentally defective. Right, yeah. But you have to be incarcerated against your will in order to kind of trigger that, so to speak. So, all right, do you want to read the letter, or you want to get, uh, oh, well, the phone two calls phone's online. lit up. Two of okay. our angry men are on oh, the one line. right after another. <laughs> all right, we'll start with angry men Number one, Stan, our good caller from Danville, PA. Uh, Mark, your, your your comment there about the NRA was pretty pathetic, but we'll let that go for now because that's not why I called. Uh, I, I heard an interesting uh, interview with a guy from the Heritage Foundation talking about the jobs numbers 
and how they count uh, employment and how they, you know, Joe Biden created all these Did you know? Now, you can talk with you when you have your guys there for uh, what's Financial Friday or whatever it is. I don't want that next weekend. Yeah. Next Friday? Yeah. Okay. Ask them, please. Now, the Heritage Foundation does research on this, these guys. Uh, I think it was, he said 44% of households in America, the people have two jobs. The individuals have more than one job, two jobs. So every time a person gets a job, that's counted as a job created. So, Mark, if you tomorrow went down to the local Arby's or Wendy's and decided, I want to work behind the counter because they need help, that would be counted as another job created. Right. We, we talked Although about that before. Although you're already working one job. Yeah, we talked about that before. It's the biggest misnomer in the U.S. government that President Biden created a job. You know, President Biden hasn't created a job in his entire anything. life, except for the lawn boy at his six houses. But I think what <laughs> they they do that because the president that's in charge gets to control the words. So, you know, don't say, <laughs> okay, we finally filled some jobs and some lazy people finally went back to work. No, no, it's we've created new jobs, which is false. Well, you're right. The White House can create the narrative, but it's up to the news media to look into the narrative, see if it's true or not, and they are failing miserably at that. That, that is true. Also true. And uh, they also said that, say, a person has a small business that they're not working anyplace else, but because of the economy, inflation, all that, they just can't make it anymore, and they have to go get a job. So they've closed their business. They've destroyed a small business. And then they go get a job. That's a job created, <laughs> although they just destroyed one. Right. Okay, that's the way they, they they play the game and count the numbers. So that's, you know, that's a dishonesty we have coming out of the White House. And maybe it's happened in other White Houses. I don't know. I just know it's happening now. Mm-hmm. Okay? So until that, you know, people find out the truth, and the truth is put out in the media, which they seem to refuse to do, we're just going to continue down the same path. All right. Well, we'll set off the alarm detector, the lie detector alarm every, next week. Every time on Financial Friday, somebody says anybody created a job, I'll just sound the alarm. It goes, <clears throat> you know, and then, well, right, because the only ones that can create jobs are businesses. That they need people to work. That is creating a job. The government can't create jobs. Now, maybe they can create an environment where a, a business feels comfortable creating a new job because they think the future is bright that they will be able to sustain that job and keep a person hired well, the government and can sell create, the products that they make. The government can create government jobs. Well, that's no, that's but that's not a real job. Well, it is a real job per se, <laughs> but oh, it's baby. not sure one government that produces workers anything. Be happy to hear that. All government workers <laughs> on line three. <laughs> they heard that they're not real jobs. Gee, Stan. Well, uh, uh, okay, I misspoke there. They're jobs, but do they really produce anything? Produce a product that people actually are willing to buy. Do yes. this, or do they just regulate people and can you know and keep? Now, the only jobs I consider real jobs in the government is the military. They have a specific job. That is to protect our nation from evil invaders, which right now the the people in charge of the military aren't allowed to do. And to protect the nation. We're not they're not being allowed to do their jobs. Because we have millions coming across the border 
you know, on a yearly basis. I don't think the military on, should on be invited. used to, to, to guard the border. Why not? They should defend the Why nation not? in case of invaders, not because of we're being people from we're Central being, America and China that are coming across the border. You just said it, Mark. We're, we're being invaded. Well, when <laughs> over a million people uninvited come across our border, no, we are being invasion. invaded. No, yep. no. That's like saying the military should be at the airports and at the bus stops doing the TSA's no. job. We should have a secure border, period. No, 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 it doesn't no, have no, anything no, no, to do no, with Mark. the military. At no, the no, airports, no, no. people are coming through with passports. That means they've Ask permission to come here, correct? Right. There are very few people who show up at airports uh, coming into the country who don't have some <laughs> form of documentation. How did they get on the plane? <laughs> All right, well, they, yeah, exactly. All so, right, Stan, wrap you know, her up. But that's the way it is. So, you know, things things haven't changed. And as far as your gun control, yes, enforce all the laws we have in place. Amen. Continue to enforce them. And until they're, and when they enforce them all to the dis- to the degree that they need to be, then we can talk. Otherwise, sorry, ain't interested in any of their crap that they want to try and push. Right, and if there's some way we can uh, ramp up mental health uh, aspects, that would be it. If we have to harden schools, I know Senator Mastriano fortunately has reintroduced this legislation to allow trained teachers to carry concealed if they so choose voluntarily. That's a fantastic idea. And uh, we know that there are teachers that are carrying just because they're so darn scared. So they have to, you know, but it's concealed. All right, Stan, thank you so much, sir. Take care. All right, have a good one. You yep, too. Appreciate the call. That and takes now, us to number angry two. Man number two. All right. He always st- he doesn't always start out angry, but sometimes we make well, him that way. He always thanks us for taking his call, which is what we're in good business morning, to gentlemen. do. Morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Right. <laughs> oh, so predictable. <laughs> Uh, this is this is Eric, uh, the person who never did anything in his life because he worked for the state government. I never uh, advocated and helped uh, the mentally handicapped at Salem's Grove Center for 15 years to get a better life and go out in the community. I never assisted medically fragile children and their families get health care in Pennsylvania when I worked in Harrisburg for 18 years. Well, Stan is absolutely right. I have not done a doggone thing for anybody. <laughs> I've not produced anything. That's not a I'm real job. I'm simply a liberal and I shouldn't be listened to. <laughs> well, I don't well know. we're listening to you. You got that. I know. And I would say the problem Stan has is he, he's putting money over safety. He's putting bucks over bodies. What? Um, yep. In what way? How do you how do you come up with that one? Because uh, his his thought that hey, we'll keep selling guns and Stan is involved. I'm not sure if he's a gun salesman, a wholesaler, or whatever. He's actively involved in 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 the uh, sale of firearms, right? Uh, not necessarily. He has a federal firearm license. He's talked about that, but that doesn't mean that you're you're making a dollar from it. It just means that you have the license so you can help people so or fix things or order them uh, for friends. I'll have Stan to come back on use this minute and tell me he doesn't sell firearms. I don't think it's any he of our business. He doesn't have a, uh, <laughs> a, uh, a play here. I don't, I don't think it's any of our business. If he wants to have an FFL, that's his prerogative. But I'm saying that, 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 that creates his perspective. My perspective is, and I've said this before, I'm on the, the board of directors of the Snyder County Coalition for Kids. Good I for am you. here to advocate for kids, right? I, okay. I believe our country has to put the lives of our children above firearms. And I, I'm a gun owner, and I, I maintain the right to, to right to bear arms. But there is no reason or rationale for people to have uh, assault-style weapons, especially in Pennsylvania, we can't hunt with them. All you can do is go out and blink on the weekends. 
right? And Stan will say, well, that's my right, okay? How about my right as a, a parent and a grandparent to not be scared when my kids go to school? What was it yesterday? 12 of the um, fake calls going into school districts, locking them down yesterday? Uh-huh. Uh, well, uh, I forget what it was called. It's on Channel 16 this morning. It basically locked down 16 schools across the, uh, Pennsylvania because of of uh, threats of yeah. gun violence. Phony threats. Yeah. yeah. Um, I believe America has to. Um, All right, but let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this question, Eric. Sure. Somebody phoning in phony threats has nothing to do with gun control. Well, if if there wasn't the threat or concern that there these mass shootings, Joe, then 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 they wouldn't have to. But we know. So that there if is. I call up in the school district and say I'm coming in with a couple of knives, I'm going to stab the staff and the kids. You don't think that would trigger the same response? Of course, but the reason that we have these responses, the reason that we have kids. When I was in school, you were in school. We had a fire drill. Okay, let's walk out. Okay, we're fine. Everyone's out. Count the heads. Everyone's out. How long did it take? Okay, back in. No problem. My grandchildren now have to be trained how to hide. My grandchildren now have to be trained where they could was it, to exit the school as fast as possible and get away and, and hide with people. Hey, when well, I was a you, kid, you, when you don't believe Eric, that, that has an effect on them psychologically. Eric, when I was a kid, we had atomic bomb drills where we had to hide under our desk, which would have done absolutely nothing and, to protect and, us. And, exactly. All right, and and unfortunately, well, what impact did that have on my mental health? And unfortunately, with the case. way we have the <laughs> proliferation of these these weapons, you know, and you talk about hardening schools, it doesn't happen. Have you been to any of the schools? When the kids let out, I have. I pick my grandchildren up. There's hundreds of kids walking out through the schools. You know, I drive through and park and I wait for the kids to come to the car. Anyone can do it. There's no one checking. There's no way to harden schools. It's impossible. The only thing we can do is try to reduce the amount of weapons out there, the style of weapons which are are being used, and we have to choose our children over firearms. And I know there's people out there against me, but, you know, it's going to happen in Pennsylvania, and then we're going to keep screaming, and my heart will be broken again. But it's not going to solve the problem. You take away all the guns. You, you, want to, you keep saying that. It nothing's isn't. going to solve the problem. We did have that. And, but and did it solve? Said, oh, you know, enforce oh. all the regulations. We had the regulations of the assault ban. And how many? And threw, and threw away some statistics and so forth. But and it, were there any it, crimes? It what was, there, what was the reduction of crimes during that period? How many crimes were, were there? How many kids' school shootings happened? The only major one I think that happened during the time was Columbine. And that was the one that started it all. No. Right. I, no, no, well, that was no. Before, before Sorry. that. But, Columbine but is the one that started all the national attention. There was less, I don't and as think soon so as that set, of course, they started you know, mass, mass producing and marketing and these, these other weapons. They're going to get out there. That, that troubled lady who, you know, you can call her evil, you can call her whatever. But she, she had access to two she had in her possession and how many more at home. And she was living with her parents. Her parents said, oh, I didn't know she had them. How did, how did she get them? Tennessee now has, where this happened, now has legislation trying to enact to allow open carry of those things by anyone 18 or older. Open carry. That's frightening. Pennsylvania needs to take a step the right direction. California has the strictest gun laws, right? And everyone says, oh, I don't be California. It's a liberal state, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? They have the least amount of gun violence against kids. Okay. Okay. There's a direct correlation here. People don't want to hear it. Stan doesn't want to hear it because he's making money off of it. Okay? And people want to have have the rights and everything, and I want to have free will and so forth. 
Okay, my point of view is my only play in this is that I'm advocating for kids. It's what I did my whole career as a worthless state employee, Stan. Yeah, I'm a worthless state employee. Thanks. Let's see. The assault weapon bans went into effect in 1994. Uh, Let's see. There were 17 homicides and 20 deaths from school shootings in 1995. In 1996, there were 29 homicides and 35 deaths from school shootings. In 1997, there were 23. In 1998, there were 35. In 1999, there were 25. 2000, there were 25. Uh, Let's see. Doesn't exactly make Eric's case, does it? No. The assault weapon ban did nothing to, to anything. And unfortunately, school shootings have probably been happening as long as we've had schools in the in this country. But that's another topic. No, no, and they we didn't stop had then. The slaughter we've had. I remember one one of them when I was a kid. Well, they, I'm not saying that here. they did. I'm not saying that you would remember them. I'm just saying they've happened since the 1800s, or whenever we started schooling. Well, maybe 17. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. No, no, we didn't because you couldn't have these, these types of weapons until when. Okay, never mind. I got you, Eric. All right, anything and else, sir? Just that, you know, expand. Keep, keep selling your guns, buddy. Keep, keep <laughs> that money rolling in. Feel good about yourself. I'll keep advocating for kids as this worthless ex-state employee who never did anything. And okay. that's the attitude that people have, unfortunately, and that's sad. Okay. I'm saying let's protect our kids. And so, yeah, so we have to take, take some of these weapons, which, you know, uh, or at least not put any more out there. Joe, you say there's nothing we can do. Of course there's things we can do. I don't right. want to look to our neighbors to the north, which ban all weapons. I don't believe in that, but look how much safer Canada is than we are. All right, we got you, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Thank Eric. you for the opportunity, gentlemen. I hope I wasn't too angry this morning. <laughs> now you're doing fine. Keep up the good work. All right, Stan, you get 60 seconds. Eric's wrong. I very rarely sell guns. And as far as banning assault weapons hasn't worked won't work can't work and when they ban one gun they're coming after more eric don't care what you say you listen to what they say they tell us they're going to take the guns and they will if they get the chance we're going to stop them because when they take the guns everything else won't matter because your first amendment rights your fourth and fifth amendments will all go out the window because they will have complete control over what they can and will do to you and the rest of the population. Plain and simple. So as far as a worthless job, I don't know, Eric, if your job at the state school, you feel it was worthless, then it was worthless. If you were helping people, then it wasn't worthless. But you still don't produce anything. Okay? So y'all have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Only manufacturers count. You mentioned the number of deaths there were, school shooting deaths, during the uh, time when assault weapons were banned. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, in 2020, there were 10. And then that's back when there the, you could buy an assault, quote, so-called assault weapon, right? right. In 2020 or 2019, there were 24, and in 2018, 24. Both are lower than the numbers that you quoted for, during, during the, the assault, assault weapon ban. ban. Yep, absolutely. So, right. I mean, I'm so. sorry, Eric, the evidence just doesn't prove you to be correct at all. All right. You are listening to WKOK. I have to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. If I don't, I'll get in hot water. Nobody wants Mark in more hot water than he typically is. It depends on whether it's boiling or 
or not. <laughs> Thank you. That's, I'm like the frog right here. <laughs> it's always too late for me. Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, we want to tell you about some specific vehicles here. I've been talking about uh, the Hyundai Veloster, and that's a sports car. I just want Joe to try it. I will help him get back out of it because he'll, he'll have trouble getting back up up to uh, upright. But uh, the Hyundai Venue is more his. It's a small vehicle, definitely an economy car. Uh, last year, they started out at $18,000 for the sticker and went up to twenty four if you got a super one. But it's a small, uh, so yeah, no, I, I don't know if you want to call it boxy, but it's one of those square cars that you see out there. But it's a Hyundai Venue. It's an SUV, all-wheel drive. It does have a 121-horsepower mower motor. I was, was just going to say Joe's mower has more horsepower than that. But guess what? Uh, when you're enjoying your 32 miles per gallon on average, it'll all be okay. Yes, it does have your Android Auto and Apple CarPlay that Joe needs and has an 8-inch touchscreen, so Joe will be fiddling with that most of the time. Yes, rear cross-track warning. Yes, lane holding assistance, automatic emergency braking. It's got all the bells and whistles that you need for a modern vehicle. The Hyundai Venue, they have them at the Sunbury Motor Company, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6. 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. Thank you for being patient. Oh, we lost Cindy. Okay. Oh, we lost her? Uh, we would invite new call, uh, all callers, <laughs> new this <laughs> half hour so far, 570-743-9565. I think we have enough red flag laws behind us now that we'd be able to study whether they actually work or not, whether we've saved any lives by using red flag laws. I think it's two dozen states. Do we states. have enough? How many states have I them? I believe two dozen states have them, so I think that's, um, we could look at whether it helped, how many times it was invoked, how many times somebody said afterward, well, yeah, I'm glad you uh, took my gun away because... I I was going to hurt myself or someone else. Um, I think you can come up with those statistics now, and I'm sure somebody has. I, just, I just don't have it in front of me. The story: uh, 19 oh, states. Cindy. Have, no, 19 states have red flag laws, but they are rarely used. Oh, I got you. Okay, uh, Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. It just went click dead, Mark. Uh, maybe I hit two buttons Whoa, at once me? or something. That's all right. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> He's out to get you, Cindy. I, <laughs> All right. So, Thank you and good night, Cindy. I have always found Mark to be a remarkably courteous and <laughs> friendly person. I find that hard to believe, Joe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and quite capable of pushing two buttons at once or something like that. There we go. Hey, we're all human beings, right? You know, one of the great things about the Internet is when someone poses a, a statement, you can go back and check it, right? It's one of my frustrations. I used to be the font of all knowledge in our family, but now, unfortunately, <laughs> when I make one of those font-like comments, out comes everyone's cell phone to verify. <laughs> and while I have a Jeez. fairly high accuracy rate, <laughs> it's, 
not imperfect. It's, it's just like watching Rachel Maddow because you know there's a big butt coming. <laughs> well, anyway, so I looked up, and in the World Population Review, which is a statistical website, they report school shootings in America, right? And what state do you suppose has the highest number of school shootings by far? Texas. California with oh. 164. Whoa. Followed by Texas with 135. Pennsylvania with 54. Interestingly enough, North Dakota won. Ah, uh, school one. shooting. Right. Well, so, how does that equate out from a per capita basis? A North Dakota doesn't have very many people in it. Well, that might actually be a part of that whole demographic, don't you sure. think? That whole statistic. California is highly populated, and uh, Texas is second with 135. Florida? Florida is 90. Okay. New York is below us. Well, I would think of them as more populated. Maryland below us. Georgia below us. But a lot of New York's population is in New York City, where guns have been pretty heavily restricted. And yet... You know, so then instead they push you onto the train, off right. the train platform in front of the train, or a man runs up and stabs <laughs> you for no reason for all I mean. Or they're follows you from an ATM machine and beats you to half to death. Didn't and say they were violence-free. <laughs> I just said they have a bunch of gun laws. Jeez. Right, right. I think we live under the illusion that if we took away, like let's say we banned all the guns right now, there are more guns than there are people in the United States of America. Are we going to go door-to-door -door searching people's homes and confiscating their guns? Is that, is that the vision these people have? Because even if you outlawed the guns, what are you going to do about the 300-plus million guns that are in circulation right now? And why shouldn't Mark be able to go and, and walk through the woods and shoot a deer? How has that hurt anyone else? In fact, I'm grateful because they were eating all of my bushes and trees here, <laughs> doing serious damage to my vegetable garden. You know, I, I think uh, I search for the real answer. I know a lot of people have uh, come up with ideas they think are the answer, but I don't think they are the answer. And I think we have to find the real answer before we institute just willy-nilly and feel better. They passed the gun law this past summer, so why did this happen Let's talk about solutions. Cindy, feel free to call back. I know there's a lot more to say. A friend of mine used thought. to say, don't just do something, stand there. Well, yeah, bipartisan solutions enforce existing laws. Maybe consider some changes in gun laws that might make us safer. We'll talk about that at 9 a.m. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across me. Joe McGranahan, his retirement shortened week, only has one hour left on it. And then he gets a retirement lengthened weekend. As you age, are you going to want more days? No, I'm happy where I am. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Too much rest and I, I just vegetate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what's causing it? Okay. Yes, you got to stay what, active. All right. right. We would invite you to call us. We are talking about common sense changes in gun laws that no, might we're not. make. All right. We're talking we are, about exercises and futility. All right. We are talking. We're doing the rinse and repeat cycle shortly after <laughs> a shooting. Uh, but if you think red flag laws or universal background checks or banning assault weapons or uh, notifying authorities whenever somebody seeks psychological care or strengthening PFAs or enforcing.
passing all of the existing gun laws to the nth degrees, then call us, 570-743-9565 the number, 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. We're going to get to all the emails and calls and uh, texts in a moment, uh, but uh, I got to uh, do some very brief news headlines here in case you haven't heard some very good news announced by Geisinger yesterday. They're starting to ease their masking requirements. I mean, so finally, that, thank God. Yeah, anyway, uh, Geisinger announced this week employees, patients, and visitors will only be required to wear a mask during interactions with the care team in patient areas like exam rooms and patient rooms. That means the parking lot, hallways, and even when you're talking to the nice entrance lady there that's uh, greeting you and taking your information, she's behind the glass now. Uh, you don't have to wear a mask there. Geisinger says it made the decision because of the low spread of COVID-19 and they're following CDC guidance. State police are investigating those phony school shooting and bomb threats made around the state. They were made to 911 centers in schools, none in our area, according to state police, where they did happen. They created lockdowns and or evacuations of schools with a large response from police and emergency services. A hearing by the State House Children and Youth Committee focused on challenges facing child care providers these days. Three years since Governor Tom Wolf closed Pennsylvania child care centers to help prevent the spread of COVID-19, nearly 2,000 of them have permanently closed. But Leslie Spina, the operator of a Philadelphia child care facility, says those which remain in business face numerous challenges. The things that are really affecting us most right now are staffing shortages, pay parity, challenging behaviors in the classroom, and oddly enough, insurance industry barriers. None of these exist in a silo. It's more like a Venn diagram, overlapping and feeding on one another in the worst possible way. In a recent survey on child care staffing, nearly 1,100 PA child care providers reported 4,000 staff vacancies. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Pennsylvania Senator, U.S. Senator John Fetterman reportedly plans to return to the Senate next month. The AP reported Wednesday that Fetterman, age 53, plans to return to the Senate the week of April 17th. It was not immediately clear when he will leave Walter Reed National Military Medical Center where he checked in February 15th where now aides say he was being withdrawn uninterested in eating and discussing work or the usual banter with staff. He was barely a month into his uh, term in office at that time. And uh, finally some good news. WHTM reporting Pennsylvania State Senator Doug Mastriano says he plans to introduce a bill allowing teachers to be armed in schools. Senator Mastriano says the bill will allow school employees to undergo training to possess a Pennsylvania concealed carry permit and be armed on school property. So that's finally finally some common sense gun laws that might make us safer. I would think teachers being armed if they choose to be is a probably a good defense mechanism. Absolutely. I think you'd hesitate to go into a school if you thought you might be shot by a teacher. A Although trained a, teacher. Karen. Yeah, a, train, a trained teacher. But again, that says something bad to the kids, you know, that the teacher has to shoot somebody to protect them. I'm sad. 
but better than nothing. I mean, I think that at least addresses the issue. All right. You want to read something? You got texts, emails, and uh, All right. Calls? Well, uh, let's see. Tom says, let me find Tom here and uh, click on him. Tom says, Stanley, Stanley, Stanley. We never had these mass shootings when I was young. We also didn't sell weapons of war to the public. Yes, Stanley, weapons of war. You can't have gun violence without guns. Tom. <laughs> Actually, we have had school shootings every year since the 1700s. I looked it up. So, but they didn't receive widespread publicity at the time. So, well, yeah, but a blunderbuss, it's hard to clear a school with a blunderbuss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the first the first shooting with the muzzleloader in the 1700s was uh, uh, probably just one victim. Right. <laughs> and tackled, Sad though it may tackled have been. by people. All right. But seriously, folks, what can we do to make us safer? Mike from Bloomsburg, we're enjoying open phones, focusing on guns today. You have the floor. For the 5,982nd time. <laughs> right. And doing nothing. <laughs> right. well, I'm sure I'm going to ramble around. Besides guns here, but I'll, I'll start off. I turned on CNN this morning, and evidently uh, a congressman from Florida made a name for himself yesterday at a congressional hearing where he made the profound statement that dead kids can't read. And uh, mm-hmm. so that, that got him on CNN today to, to do his spiel on, on why assault weapons have to be taken away from people. Well, I think CBS carried it, too. What did he mean by that? Yeah. I, I, that doesn't exactly sound logical to me. Dead kids can't well, read. He, the, dead kids can't read. He, see, he's walked, he, he, has, he claims that he's going through the schools and saw the books and the blood scattered here and there in the hallways and the backpacks and in the, in the parking lot, and he knows what it's like. And the woman that he was uh, talking to, I guess her name's Green, I think she may be from Florida too, I'm not sure, that she has never seen that. He has the experience. And, and, see, he, he, and then he, he, was, he was bragging that he baited her in to a response. He gave up his time because he knew what she was going to say, and then he laid on the dead kids can't read. And, uh, and it, you know, that, that's, you know, that's real productive. That's going to that's gonna help solve our uh, morality problem here, or whatever kind of problem we have. It's causing these people to, to shoot uh, people with guns constantly. Correction, and, uh, Mike. I didn't see that on CNN. I thought you were talking about the argument in the U.S. Congress lobby yesterday. So I was talking about something no, else. So you're pre- my, no, I, I missed that. I'm okay. sorry. Uh, anyway, that, that just... You know, it started my day. I, I mean, that's the first thing I saw. I turned on the TV, and there's a guy, uh, you know, trying to make a name for but himself. What, what was his using, point? What was his point? Dead the dead kids can't read because they're dead, <laughs> well, or what was it? <laughs> no, because Republicans want people to have assault rifles, and as a result of that, they kill kids, and dead kids can't read. And he he used that okay. to dovetail into his experience of walking through and seeing the books. The books on the floor. You know, those books are useless now because the dead kids can't read. Okay, you know, I got hey, you. I now. would suggest that that guy go to Baltimore, where like one one percent of, uh, a gr- not a great majority, but many schools in, in the Baltimore school district, one percent of the kids are proficient in math. So I can imagine what their reading scores are like. But anyway, I digress. What I wanted to do was yesterday. I told you I wanted to tell you a story. We're hearing a lot of this stuff. And in CNN, right after the, the congressional thing, they started talking about laws and debates over uh, transgender education in elementary school and making uh, treatment available for kids to change genders and, and, and all that stuff, which is it's beyond my comprehension, but it's kind of come back to me a little bit. Last year, I got bit by a tick, and it gave me the big bullseye rash and everything, and I got treated. And uh, 
my wife says to me, she says, how's your rash doing? So I, I turn around and I show her my leg. And she, she says, oh, it, it's pretty much gone. And she says to me, she says, you know, there's a lot of women that would like to have legs like you. Oh. And I thought that was kind of was kind of weird, you know. Well, you said and, you uh, were going to jump around a little. You were really jumping. Where, pray tell, are we headed? <laughs> yeah, where are we headed? <laughs> well, I, we're getting there. We're getting there. I, I want to bring a little levity into this. I guess it's levity. I don't know. So anyway, that, that bothered me for, you know, a couple of weeks. And then we go up to the river to go boating with friends. They have a lot on the river up by Williamsport. And, and one of the women says, she says, Mike, you have the skinniest legs. There's just no meat on them. Yeah. You know, I walk, I exercise, and now I'm really starting to get this thing in my head about, about worrying it. So the other day, my wife sends me upstairs to grab something for her. And when I go up, I stop, and we have, she has a full-length mirror there. And I, I turn around and I look at my legs and I say, you know, you do have nice legs. And then I stand up on my toes right. and I say, no I wonder, no wonder women like to look in the or like to have high heels. My legs even look better if I had high heels on. And I said to myself, thank God when I was in elementary oh, school, Mike, they the lie detector went off. All right, what else you got? Uh, that's, that's about it. I, all right. I just, I, Thank I'm you, sir. getting tired of hearing <laughs> all the bickering and fighting when the, about this, that, and the other thing. When you know we're having kids dying of fentanyl, we're having college kids, we're having adults dying of fentanyl. Uh, you know, Russia is uh, you know prompting us into. Well, they they took one of our journalists today and you know made charges against them, and it's, it just seems that everything is going bad, 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 and we're we're fighting over transgenders in elementary school, transgender education, and we're fighting over things that do occur and they're going to occur because people are just bad. They do bad things. And I think we're missing the big picture. That's my point. Okay. All right. We got you, brother. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks for calling hey, in. Yep. Take care. Alrighty. Uh, Eric wants a minute. Go ahead, sir. Okay. So we know there's lies, damn lies and statistics, right guys? So I'm looking at my data coming from an article from the Oregonian, and it's an analysis written by uh, Dr. Michael J. Klein, clinical professor of surgery of New York University, and his data indicates that uh, during the assault weapons ban, although there was a spike in 99, I think I might have been Columbine, uh, if you compare before from 85 to 95, and then 95 to 2005 and 2005, and this ended in 2017. There's a wonderful graph there that shows that the amount of uh, deaths attributed to mass shootings involving assault-style weapons, I mean, this is the, the parameters we're using, and my concern. Um, I'm not for banning weapons. I'm, ban I'm for banning these assault-style weapons. And again, I will share that, you know, my uh, nephew and niece went to that high school in Florida, Soman Douglas High, and they just happened not be involved in that shooting because they graduated. My my nephew ran into that that monster down there in in an altercation in the in the cafeteria. Yeah, maybe I have a little bit more of a you know uh, a spot in the game because it it damn near affected my family. It was only the fact that my last niece down there was only in the middle school, which is about half a mile from the campus there, that she wasn't involved in that. But it's it's happened. It's happened again. It's going to happen here, folks. Right. And then we're going to we do the same thing. And you'll say we can't do anything about it. 
and I'll say we should be doing something about it. Okay, your uh, minute's up. Two kids over guns. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. All right, much appreciated. All right, Joe, you got plenty to read. All right. Uh, Doug's email's behind the text when you're okay. ready. Okay, uh, one of them, well, take our textures. Um, remember the Amish school shooting? What kind of gun did he use? Uh, he had a handgun, a right. shotgun, and a rifle. I remember the rifles, a Ruger M77. That's the same kind of a rifle I have for hunting. Bolt action. I think his was .30-06. Another text that says, Bomb threats called into schools around the state. Gee, let's ban bombs and threats. Oh, yeah, they already are. Now what? <laughs> Good point. Eric, where's your demands for full prosecution and punishment of criminals? All I hear is ban guns while claiming to be a gun owner. Pathetic. All right. Jeez. And then Eric's problem is he wants to blame the actions of criminals on an inanimate object instead of where it belongs, on the criminal. And Eric, you're 100% wrong. That's right, Eric. You don't know what I do. I want scum prosecuted. That must be from Stan. Let's prosecute scum. We can all agree on that, can't we? Let's prosecute the scum. It's so... It's so... <laughs> it sounds easy. It's so scummy. You know? Right. Uh, let's see. Hold on. i got to get you Doug back here. Uh, right. That's not it. There it is. There it is. All right. Doug says, Eric builds himself up as such an advocate for keeping kids safe, indicating that those who aren't preaching gun control don't care about kids' safety. That's so ridiculous to accuse anyone of not caring for children, so his argument falls apart right there. Everyone wants our kids to be safe, but some of us don't believe taking away law-abiding citizens' rights and making more laws is the solution. The same people who say we need stricter gun laws are also the same people who think inappropriate books and story hours with drag queens is wonderful. As long as we allow the ridiculousness of transgenderism and things like this to seem normal, we will continue to see mentally ill people do things like this. Evil is real and rampant on our world, and until we can realize this and change the hearts of people, we will only see these incidents increase no matter how many laws you pass. And, you know, they're talking about now that this uh, uh, transgender murderer in uh, Nashville had a manifesto, and they're mm -hmm. talking about whether or not it will be released. And supposedly they have a whole pile of experts in psychology delving into what she wrote, or he wrote, mm -hmm. or however you want to call him or her, it. Mm -hmm. And so they probably, from what I heard this morning, the right is speculating that it doesn't fit the left's narrative, so they don't want it released. Mm -hmm. Well, I think from both sides, bipartisan argument is that if you release it, uh, she will have a cult following, that All other right. folks will start to follow it. I understand what you're saying, and a lot of folks want transparency. Another person today argued that there should be a limited release for some people to look at, but not a broad public release, like some journalists or something like that. Why, we can't handle it? Uh, I, no, I think you and I can, but I think they're concerned that she'll get a cult following because of some of the ways that she talks talked about, you know, controlling society and fixing things once and for all. You know, just like President Trump has a cult following. I mean, there's some people that he could do anything. Well, okay. And they right. wouldn't care. Well, he can, what was it, shoot somebody on 42nd Street and nothing would happen well, That's to what him. he said. <laughs> I think it was Fifth Avenue, but right. anyway. But let's say this, let's say that if you believe transgenderism is a mental aberration, should she have been, the minute she said that she wanted to transition to another sex, should she have been checked to see whether she had guns? You know, what do we consider? We talk about mental health issues. Where do we draw the line? 
In other words, I think there'd be a debate there just like there is about abortion. Oh, transgenderism is a mental illness. Oh, no, it's not. It's a condition forced upon somebody genetically. Through well, bib- or not biblically, <laughs> in terms yeah. of the... I was going to say, I don't think that's in the Bible. Is what's it? the name of the book that psychologists and psychiatrists use? It's the uh, MDM something or other. It's a book that uh, lists uh, uh, psychiatric disorders and mental health disorders. And anyway, but uh, gender dysphoria is in there. And one of our good listeners yesterday, I think I dismissed it too fast, uh, said uh, anytime you go for any sort of psychiatric or mental health care, you should be reported to the feds immediately so that they know that you're undergoing that. It's DSM-5. Yes, there it is. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. What's DSM stand for? Uh, Diagnostic. Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. And five is the latest day. All right. So anyway, yeah, gender dysphoria is there. So, but uh, you know, it, the the argument against reporting all people who seek mental health care is that you get people who might be grieving. You get uh, people who are, uh, you know, young people sometimes have a depression that sets. Well, all people sometimes have a depression sets in, and they may want some counseling. We know the number of uh, therapy went way up during the COVID. So, do we want the Fed being notified that all these people are uh, seeking some sort of mental health care? And will people seek mental health care if they know they're going to get reported to the Fed right away? I mean, those are good questions, not to be dismissed. But right. it doesn't. You're right. It's there, but it doesn't claim that it's genetic. It says gender dysphoria, a concept. Well, who a said concept. it was genetic? A concept designated in the DSM-5 TR as clinically significant distress or impairment related to gender incongruence, which may include desire to change primary and or secondary sex characteristics. Okay. Doesn't say it's, you know, a mental... I have to stop you there, though, because uh, what you're doing is you're passing along factual information, and uh, most of our anti-transgender folks do not wish to know anything else about it other than it's bad. And so I, I, we'll have to... Well, you can read me more about that well, off Well, it's mic. a concept. Right. It says it's a concept. That's what it says in the book. Gotcha. It doesn't say it's a, it's a diagnosable disease. Oh, it I says gotcha. it's okay. a concept. I got gotcha. you. All right. To be continued, folks, we'll take... I have a concept that you're going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go without the break just so I can prove Joe wrong. 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And I, I looked that up, Joe, because when you read that email, we'll mention it. 
All right. So my question to Eric is, once you've successfully banned and confiscated all the AR-15s and the weapon of choice becomes a tubular-fed lever-action rifle, with some, uh, which some hold 10-plus rounds and in the hands of an accomplished marksman can be fired as rapidly as an AR, would you push to ban them next? I will agree with you on one thing. If the age to purchase ARs was raised to 21, you wouldn't get much of an argument from me. I don't see a difference between that and a 21-year-old age, age restriction for handguns. But again, it would have to be done, to, uh, it would have done nothing, rather, to prevent Tennessee. Right. Yeah. I th I th if, if we have a, I've made a list of things that either Joe and I have mentioned on or off mic or people have mentioned, strengthening PFAs, uh, notifying the feds anytime somebody seeks psychological care, uh, universal background checks, red flag laws... I guess that's it. Um, raising, oh, raising the age. Somebody well, just said that. Cindy brought up about all the guns that are out there, which is certainly my my main argument against banning the assault rifles. There are already so many out there, or so-called assault rifles, to make Stan happy. Well, there's not that many assault rifles, just that many guns, handguns, all right, and so, so on. We're not going. We're not going to confiscate them, right? I mean, that's the the the, the Second Amendment's ultimate. I yeah, I don't think we would be able to. Uh, but, but anyway, I, I mentioned that Ruger. But I wasn't done with my point. Oh, okay, please. My go. point was that if we can't do something about the guns that are already there, stopping the existing manufacturer would only solve the problem over an extended period of time as those guns become irreplaced or can't be replaced, parts can't be obtained for them. So it's not a short-term solution to the problem of people shooting kids in schools. Yeah, at this stage, I don't think it's a solution but at the, all. The mental health issue is, I mean, I think I would support strong red flag laws. I would support strong background checks. I mean, we need to find out who's purchasing these guns going forward and some form of mechanism that when someone, um, I still go back to that, reports a mental illness or aberration, that it, they're checked to see whether they have firearms. And if so, they are removed until they are adjudicated or what? Well, then uh, I think treated, receive proper treatment so that they can what fairly hold the guns without being a threat to themselves or others okay well people will never seek mental health care if they know they have to give up their guns that's all well yeah, but let's face it how many people seek it as opposed to those who are required to get it you yeah, mean people who are adjudicated or mentally right. defective words, to use acting, the federal law? You, you, well, you, you carry a gun from time to time. If you came in here and started waving your gun around and saying you want to <laughs> shoot a Lynn Hall because you don't like the way she looked at you, Come on. I'm going to report you, and you should have your gun taken away. Okay. But the fact that you sit here with a revolver in your pocket is inconsequential if you don't do anything with it. <laughs> I could read her lips. She said through the glass, no, I'll just shoot him first. So. <laughs> Lena would, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Uh, Cindy, you get more than a minute because you got cut off before the top of the hour. Go right ahead. One of the things that disturbs me in this conversation is the blanket statement, people seeking mental health should be reported to the feds. Two things bother me in that. One, isn't it the state? that really regulates the weapons that people have? Don't you apply for a license to the state? Doesn't the state do the background check? So why does that information have to go to the federal government? Well, there's state and federal background checks, both. Uh, they both happen at the same time when you buy a gun in Pennsylvania. And anyone who, no one who has committed any of these atrocities ever had a background check? Oh, uh, you know, people talk about changes in gun laws. If you go through the gun 
things. There's almost none of the changes in gun laws that would prevent the shootings. Just ba- just outright ban the individual from having a gun. There's hardly any of those. But what is what I think what I think some people that are really trying to make some headway in this area are trying to say is if we change the whole gun culture that we're really pulling out all the stops to prevent shootings. You know, strengthening PFAs, lowering the age, and red flag laws. That it becomes part of our mentality mentality that preventing shootings is critically important and that maybe stronger gun laws would be part of it like some folks say universal background checks might help but I think in strengthening the schools you know so that you can't shoot through the glass at the doors in the school I think those are the kind of things that folks say might stem the tide but none of them will make us safer you know kids I mean the whole purpose of being in middle school is to try to sneak things into the school that you know you weren't supposed to have there oh I didn't know that oh yeah so well, for I boys, totally it, it's, when I was it's different school. for boys. <laughs> the other thing that bothers me in this conversation is the whole mental health thing, and this is why. <clears throat> By just saying anybody who has a mental health problem has to be reported to any, I don't care what database, um, is troubling to me because that doesn't necessarily mean that they have a, um, an, an actionable illness. For example, what about a person who seeks mental health counseling because they've lost a limb and they're trying to deal with that loss? How exactly does that, you know, trigger into this? Or closer to home, uh, a United States senator who had a stroke and becomes depressed afterwards. Well, I do believe that there are a lot of people who part of this whole thing about reporting mental health and confiscating guns is that they're trying to stop suicides. You know, the truth is that the murder, the rate of murder far diminished, is much lower than the rate of people who die because they've chosen to kill themselves. Far lower. If you look at the handgun thing, it's, it's like 10% to 90% or 20% to 80% of the people have committed suicide and gun deaths. Mm-hmm. But in, we look at all of, they'd like to lump all the numbers together. But there are lots of mental illnesses. What about someone who has bulimia, so they're overeating? Why would they need to be reported to the federal government because because we're in this? Well, then all we need to do is modify it, where the medical professional or the psychological professional deems them potentially a threat to themselves or others. Because now we've decided that we will, you at least in this one way, prevent you from taking your own life. Is that what you're saying? Or, or the life of someone else. Well, I have no problem saying you have no right to take the life of someone else. But, and I've said this on the air before, I believe you, you should remain in control, dominion over your own body, and be able to make your own choices. And I would, uh, and it troubles me when we try to take actions that prevent people from doing that. I realize that these are heartfelt feelings. There are people who have had suicides in their family. I certainly have. But as a person, I, I uh, reject the concept that the government and my next-door neighbor have the right to control my body. I, I reject that completely. But I, th- I just want to say this. There are lots of mental health issues that don't necessarily lead to violence against other people. And so... The idea that if you see a doctor for any mental health issue, this is going to be collected in some massive database and held against you for various reasons 
is very troubling to but me. You, you missed what I just said. I, I, think, that, I think that we, the proviso that we should make there is that they only are reported in the event that the medical professional or mental health professional considers you to be a threat to yourself or others. But in that circumstance, as a mental health professional, I mean, not as a health care professional, I have the option of committing you to a mental institution. If I truly believe that you are a threat to yourself or others here in Pennsylvania, I can commit you to a mental health institution. Well, before we do that, wouldn't it be better to check and see if they have the means to perpetuate some sort of crime or against themselves or others? Well, well they'd have to indicate ways it. to hurt yourself that don't involve hurting other people and don't require elaborate devices. I'm not going to go any farther than that. So right. <laughs> Mo- most suicides aren't with guns, probably. Well, exactly. I mean, so. So, well, men choose that. Usually women, another Anyway, yeah, who knows? And we, get, right. and we get so immersed in the data that we lose track of the situation sometimes, I think, right? Um, but if you want to go into the data, 98% of the time, these crimes are committed by men. Now, this most recent crime was committed by a woman. I've, and I'll tell you what piqued my interest and was uh, something to think about, I thought, was the caller a couple days ago who said, if this person was receiving medical intervention in terms of receiving testosterone, could that be a part of this whole problem we're having, that these people have these spikes in testosterone which prompts them to this terrible behavior? And I go back to what I've said before, that I believe and you'll find this contradictory, Joe, I'm sure. I believe that if you commit this kind of crime, then the government should confiscate your body and an extensive study should be done. I I watched a program, I can't cite the source, I apologize, where they said that they did MRIs on people and discovered a change in the brain. Oh, we gotta go. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cindy. Thank Thanks for calling well, in. There's a big yeah. change in the brain when you die. We got flagged. Okay. Okay. All right. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. Email on the market at wkok.com. Text at seven zero two three six. All right. We got callers standing by. Without further ado, Joseph is first. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Ah, uh, yes. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I'd like to join in a conversation here about what maybe could be done to help this situation. Uh, and it has to do with the curriculum that children are taught in school. Uh, I heard, it was on the news, I think it was here the other day, uh, I think it was the senator, I, I can't remember his name, whoever it was, that said that this is, this, this is, e, uh, excuse me, this is not flesh and blood we're, we're fighting against here, it's evil, he said. And he was almost quoting the scriptures because the scripture does say that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against uh, principalities, powers, and evil spirits. And so he was right in what he was saying. And in our schools, we're taught the children are taught that we evolved some, from you know evolution from a single cell amoeba or whatever, and a tadpole and crawled out and became a frog, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there's no consciousness, awareness of 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 this of killing a human being if this is what we evolved from and later on from primates as the millions of years went by. I know, I, I remember of going through a, a shooting range uh, for bow and arrows where they had deer, they had bear, they had turkeys, and then they had an image of a Sasquatch. Now that's the image of a man, a Sasquatch, you know, and we know there's no such thing. I don't think so anyway. But I could not shoot an arrow at that image 
because it was in the image of a man. I mean, my conscience would not allow me to shoot an arrow uh, at that image. And that, to me, uh, shows me that I have a tender conscience toward mankind. Because why? The scripture says that man was created in the image of Yahweh, and that if man sheds man's blood, by his blood shall man uh, shed. Because he was created in the image of Yahweh. And so I think if we taught our children that this is sacred, that human beings are sacred because we are potentially, can become literally, uh, not literally, the children of our Heavenly Father. If we, of course, follow His guidelines and accept His Son and uh, be converted and follow His teachings, okay? And so that, that's a very sacred thing. But they're not taught that. They're, we're, they're just taught that we're, you know, we're just a, another primate, you know, so what does it matter, you know? And so I think that, that that needs to be taught to children in school. What about the parents? Where's their responsibility to teach morality? Why do we well, have yeah, to depend on the I, schools well, to do it? Absolutely, in the home. Yeah, of right. course. That people are precious. I think that's I, where... I went into a home, my neighbor's, well, I wasn't a neighbor a couple blocks down, a few years back here, and him and his son were sitting there uh, playing video games, and they were shooting people on the video game, and blood was flying, and they were running over them with cars in the video game. <laughs> You see what that does to your conscience? Uh, and you know this. They said about this, just about this shooting here. They said, now this is graphic, and so you, you might want to watch. And they showed them that woman shoot, that woman shooting the doors. Well, that was not graphic. And then she going in there and walking around. And then they showed the police coming in with body cam. And they showed uh, them shooting, but you couldn't see what they were shooting at. It must have been her. But it was not graphic in this respect. You could get any Rambo movie, and, and <laughs> you see heads flying off and guts flying out. You, you know what I'm saying? Yep, That's sure. graphic. And so what I'm trying to say here is people's conscience are seared, the Bible says, with a hot iron. And, and, and we, we have no more consciousness of, of sin and of, of evil and of, of uh, inhumanity to man to man. You know what I mean? All right, but those principles can exist outside of religion. You don't have to be a person of faith to realize that it's not a good idea to kill somebody or take their life. Oh, no, well, no, but it's, it's uh, magnified if you become a believer. Because before I was a believer, I was beat up by a black guy when I was, I was a teenager. We were hitchhiking, and he got out of the car. He was a Marine, got, got kicked out of the Marines. And he was a pretty big guy, and he come back, and he, he just beat me. And I wanted to kill that guy. I wanted to get him, and if I could have done it, I would have probably done it, but I didn't have the power or the authority, you know, or the way I wish to do it. That's how much I hated that guy. But now that I'm saved, I, I can't even have, uh, <laughs> I can't even be angry at people, you know? All right, I may get gotcha. angry, but I, I've got to uh, ask my Heavenly Father to forgive me. Because okay. why? Because he, he has given me a conscience and a heart of flesh. You know? We got two more calls. We got to move along, Joseph. Okay, but thank well, you, thank, thank you. you for sharing that with us. Have a good one. Yeah, thank you very much. Excellent perspective, yeah. super duper. All right, Chris, you're on the mark. Yeah, about gender an ambiguity. Uh, I think some of you DeSantis people better get down to Dunmore, where the ladies' basketball team won a state championship. Okay. Because. Their name is the Lady Bucks. 
That's what, short for buccaneers or something? Or deer? Uh, I assume bucks are the men's team, and so when the girls' team started, they took the name Lady Bucks, and it was probably in reference to stags and deers, but I don't know for sure. Okay, what else? L-G-U-C-K-S. Okay. Maybe that's money, huh? (laughs) Anyway, yeah. And uh, DeSantis's bill, uh, with, with Ben talking about uh, women's or girls' periods until sixth grade, which is some cases a little late these days. Yeah, by only about two grades. It doesn't the stop the doesn't stop the parents the from talking does, to them, uh, Chris. About the, the don't say black bill is that the 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 people who do student texts are avoiding saying talking about race and its history in America. But Chris, nothing says the parents can't talk to them about it, Chris. Chris, nothing says the parents can't talk to them about it. What they need to learn, they can learn at home by their parents. Yes, they can. But then why teach it at all in school? Good point. I, I think you have a point there. Why teach it at all at school? Oh, you don't think they should? I th- well, I'm saying that if I think schools should focus you on the basics. You just said they should talk morality, but they shouldn't t- t- talk no, about I don't what th- No, I didn't say that. I said exactly, Chris, I said exactly the opposite. I think morality should be taught at home, not in the schools. No, I'm sorry, at home. By oh, parents who are involved I, I with their you kids. I said morality should be taught in the school. No, Joseph said that. I disagreed with him. No, he said they were oh, teaching. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we don't teach morality in the schools. Well, not the right morality, anyway. We're teaching the wrong <laughs> Well, let morality. me put it to you this way. If we, if we teach history in schools, people draw their own conclusions. We talk about bad yeah. people and good people, people who have done things that are terrible, like Adolf Hitler, and people who have done things that are good, like Mother Teresa. And like Rosa Parks, to go back to my uh, Rosa Parks, too. trying to get to. Uh, they, you don't the, think Mother Teresa was good? In the textbook. <laughs> She's wonderful. <laughs> go in ahead, the textbook. Chris. They tell the story of Rosa Parks without ever mentioning her race. I know, I saw that. Or, That's great. Or that in uh, that that there was a segregation by race. That's one that school. Could, one she, school textbook she, does that, and it's yes, wrong. Yes, and it's, it's wrong. It's the one who wants the contract with the with the state government. And it's and wrong. That's one of the problems with the DeSantis bill. It dis it creates. Things like that. That's exactly my point, Joe. But I think the, the textbook manufacturers try to cater to whatever the current mood is, and I don't think that should be. I think they should teach it, warts and all. Rosa Parks was denied admission yes, to the I back of the do, bus because the she was black. Bill prevents that exactly. No, it doesn't. So why are you for with the DeSantis bill? It doesn't say that. It talks about basically. <laughs> the, it has that effect, Joe. But That's that doesn't. It doesn't do prohibit you it. What effect means? I do but it doesn't prohibit it. And so you need to be uh, willing to take the risk but of... But the teacher can't. The teacher can't. Why not? Because uh, some student might get offended that white people are being criticized for owning slaves and will report it to the school. Then deal with that if that happens. Investigation you, of them. you always say, I jump to extremes. That's what you're doing. You're saying, I'm, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to be horrible. I'm saying what the law... Says. The law doesn't Joe, say you I'm can't talk about. Well, he's, he's talking about what has already happened. The law doesn't say you can't talk about race. The law doesn't say you can't talk about Rosa Parks being denied a seat on the bus because she was black. 
Law right. doesn't say that. Same yes. with Martin Luther King, just saying but he was a civil rights activist. Because it creates that ambiguity. Well, the textbook manufacturer created it. The school, the schools are free to teach what they want to teach. Oh, right. But but the acts of the federal government holds hangs over the teacher, the school, and the school. Both over the school. It's a lot hanging over the school, Chris. All right. Well, look, they look what they did to the libraries. And by the way, Stan. If it's not the, you talk about how bad uh, uh, Biden is for the economy, but it's Biden's economy, but it's not Biden's jobs. Okay. And he only discovered this. He didn't discover this when Trump was uh, president and getting credit for all sorts of things that he had nothing to do with too. Okay. All hey, right. we have another yeah, caller. I mean, we have to get just moving. Nonsense. And it might be assault band rifle, he says, mm-hmm. does, does absolutely nothing yesterday. And it's the worst thing in the world today. Okay. But it didn't really ban anything, he said yesterday. Hey, okay. we got another call. We have to move along, sir. We're running okay, out of time on the show. On. Thank Bye. you, Chris. Yeah, thank Appreciate you, sir. your call. All right, I hate to do this, Cap, but you got to wait. I will be right back. You are next. Stand by. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I... I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. All, All right. right, let's get to Kat. Good yeah, morning, Kat. You're only, on the mark. Only 15 short minutes ago she called yeah. us. Good morning. I have a question. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, I have a question for you. So if I have a gun laying on my my countertop, and it's fully loaded. Go turn your radio off. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. I don't have it on. I don't oh. have it on. Well, that's something else. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's people. Um, so I'll just walk outside. So if I have that laying on my countertop, and it just lays there, nobody touches it. Is that going to do anything to anybody? No, we nope, need gun control. We've got to wrestle that gun to the ground. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so, so if that gun lays there, unless somebody with a mental problem picks it up and goes and shoots somebody with it, then there we have a problem, correct? Right. Yes, we so do. So it's not really the gun's fault. It's the person who has mental illness is the one who decides to kill somebody because normal people don't do that. That's all I have to say. Couldn't well, agree with you more. Uh, you know, and you. that's why Senator Toomey, when he advocated for universal background checks and some other changes, mm-hmm. says, "Are there? Are he was simply asking the question: Are there any common sense changes in gun laws that might might?" Well, they're already checking. I, I mean, I, I went and bought a gun, and they 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 did background checks on me, and I was fine with it. You know, and if there would have been any problems, I wouldn't have been able to buy a gun. Okay. So they already do that. So gotcha. I don't know what the, the deal is. It's well, mental I, health issues that need to be addressed. 
Gotcha. That's what we were talking about, and whether or not someone who goes and or is adjudicated as being uh, someone who has a mental difficulty or that they could be a threat to themselves or others, we should check to see whether they have firearms. And if we do, take them away from them temporarily until they're cured and, and back uh, to normal, if you will. Well, those people shouldn't have been able to get them in the first place if they're, you know. There's some people that are on depression medication. That's different. They might be on that because they might have, like, some kind of, like, fear of being around people or, you know, that's a totally different thing than people that are completely psychotic and want to kill people. Well, sometimes you get the gun and then you become mentally ill. I can name, I I know a few people like that. I guess anybody can become (laughs) mentally ill, but... You know, okay. for the most part, most of us are pretty thankful. So. Well, you're right about that. Thank and goodness. just a quickie question, okay. since I am a, a wait a minute, since uh, uh, I am a gun nut, you said you went a background mm-hmm. check recently. What'd you buy? Um, I bought a handgun. Good for you. Okay. Yep. All right. Thank okay. you so much, Kat. Thanks thank for calling in. Take care. Uh, Joe, you have more than enough work to do. Yeah. Uh, let me get to this one because this one is from, uh, this one is, I believe, signed or maybe it isn't. Uh, it says, good morning, gentlemen. In response to Eric, we live in a free society. We're free to make choices every day of our lives. We're free to make good choices and free to make bad choices. Freedom is what makes the USA the greatest nation on earth. Our country is founded on a constitution which has a Second Amendment giving the right to bear arms. It does not give us the right to not be afraid to send children to school. That's a personal choice. I don't fear sending kids to school. If you fear sending kids to school, that's your choice to be afraid. I choose not to live in fear of another individual's bad choices. You cannot, I repeat, cannot regulate a person's choice to have good or bad behavior. Speeding, marijuana, DUI, murder are a few examples that are regulated, but people have broken these laws daily. If regulations were there shouldn't be any school shootings since the 1990 Gun-Free Zone School Act, or D- Gun-Free School Zones Act. On to statistics, 1960s, 20 incidents, 70s, 42. Well, they're way on the increase. Yeah, the, 428 incidents in a 30-year window, 60% coming from 2010 to 2020. Right, we're going to have to curtail this, but we'll read the rest tomorrow. I'll Thanks, Gene. We appreciate your letter. We'll get the rest of it. Enjoy your retirement lengthened weekend. I will. Joe McGranahan, uh, Lynn Hall, our fabulous producer. We always appreciate her help and hard work. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar host. I'll be back tomorrow with John Shipman. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.